0: better than expected data boosting optimism for a soft landing.
2: Just last week, we saw the biggest jump in 30 years in how positive consumers are feeling about the economy. Things are finally beginning to sink in. We passed a lot of really good legislation. We knew it was going to take time for it to begin to take hold, but it's taking hold now and turning the economy around.
0: But Mohamed al of Queen's College, Cambridge, writing earlier this month, the Biden administration cannot simply rely on lower inflation to alleviate voters' concerns about its economic management. It needs to communicate more effectively the exceptionalism of US economic performance. Mohamed, I'm pleased to say, join us now for more. Mohamed, good morning. I think you're right on the money. Nailed it. This is a big, big issue for communication in the White House right now. Can you give us what you think they should do in the weeks and months to come? Sure,
2: John, thanks for having me on. They have to translate things that they've achieved and that the public doesn't appreciate. Amazing job growth, very strong economy. Remember, even Bloomberg said 100% probability of recession um, in 2023. Instead, we've ended up with a 5% third quarter, a 3.3% fourth quarter. Um, Remarkable. Stock markets, record high and it's the only advanced economy that is investing in the drivers of tomorrow's growth that is a long list of achievements and yet if you ask the person in the street and when we talked about the polls they think that the administration has mishandled the economy there's two reasons for that one is inflation you're absolutely right people think in terms of price level so for them when you say we are winning the war over inflation they think that that means prices will come down, not that the rate of price increases will come down. And the second thing is they haven't communicated in a manner that translates this to the everyday. So you need a lot more consistent communication and you need it simplified so that the person in the street understands why not only are they better off than they've been before, but the prospects is that we have new growth engines coming in. I'd also argue, Mohammed, you need the labor market to
0: hold up for the rest of this year to allow the scars of inflation to actually heal. Do you think the easing of financial conditions over the last few months, let's go from the end of October, mohammed do you think that's sufficient to delay any weakness in the labor market?
2: I don't, because a lot of this is like pushing on a string. Um, Corporates will be able to refinance at lower rates, um, mortgages slightly better, but the reality is that there's structural issues. I mean, that is the big risk for the administration is that the economy slows this year because some of the drivers of last year's growth are no longer there, including high savings. And secondly, inflation stops going down. You know, John, I've said we are in the sweetest spot of the inflation reduction right now. It's gonna get tougher going forward. And we've already seen from Europe that it's not out of the question that not only does inflation stabilize, but once in a while you get the weight going up. And that would really impact perceptions.
1: The White House is so excited to lean into this Muhammad soft, very soft landing expectation. The timeline may be on their side, but when you look out to November, where are the vulnerabilities to that soft landing?
2: So the vulnerability of, of, of the one is what the external world is imposing on the US. It is getting harder to grow in this in this global environment. We have disruptions of supply chains. We have cost pressures in the pipeline. We have delays in shipments. All of that has a marginal impact. Two, the consumer is going to be under more pressure. You've talked about debt levels in in the previous hour. Savings have come down. We no longer have the pandemic savings being utilized to the extent it was before. So there's a real risk that growth slows to the one to one and a half percent level with downside that we may slip into a negative quarter. And then thirdly, inflation. We need inflation to keep on going down. The the market expects that it will do so in a much more orderly way than I think will materialize, unfortunately.
1: I'm struck by something, I keep thinking about this, Cameron Dawson said, Mohammed, where she was saying she's checking for pricing power among a lot of companies that are going to be reporting earnings. If they don't have that much pricing power, that's great news for disinflation, that's very bad news for their bottom line in terms of just their margins. How much is this sweet spot for disinflation, not necessarily a Goldilocks spot for a lot of the stocks that are getting bid up simply because it means margin compression down the line?
2: Oh, and you're seeing it. I mean, you know, my big theme for this year is dispersion. And just look today, we're realizing that not all tech is tech and not all luxury is luxury. That is what the results are telling you between Intel, um, on the one hand, for tech, and on the other hand, um, for LVMH. What you're seeing is growing dispersion. And and some companies will have pricing power. Others will not. And we are going to see this dispersion now. the market right now is betting on a very aggressive rate cycle, allowing for everything to go up, because that is the experience since the global financial crisis. As long as the Fed loosens, everybody benefits. I think this time around, we're going to see a lot more dispersion than we've seen before.
0: Deutsche Bank says we'll get a reality check later this year. They're looking for, say, 10% downside on the S&P 500. It's not particularly unusual. Are you expecting that kind of reality check, Mohammed, anytime soon for markets given where stocks are at all-time highs, spreads, global credit spreads incredibly tight?
2: You know, John, I'm I'm not in the business of predicting um, whether it happens and when it happens. Um, And where people have been wrong in the past, including last year, is ignoring the technicals. And the technicals right now are incredibly favourable. So the, the big question for me is what breaks favourable technical? By that I mean there's still money in the sideline that can be put to work. So dips will be viewed as buying opportunities for a while. Look, John, the thing I worry about most is the sense that growth is gonna disappoint with a downward risk, the balance of risk on the downside. This comes against the universal romance with the softest of all soft landing. And then secondly, a recognition that the Fed is not going to validate what's being priced in right now in terms of cuts. Chairman Powell, next week,
0: what kind of message are you expecting? The one we heard from Williams a few days after he spoke in December
2: or the one we heard from Powell at the December news conference? Or the one we'll hear at the beginning of the press conference versus the one we'll hear at the end of the press conference. I don't know. (laughs) It's
0: been confusing,
2: Mohammed. Sorry? It's been confusing. It has been confusing. Part of that is that this is a confusing time. Um, you know, people that i talk to privately, expectations John are all over the place. That people who think they won't stop, they won't cut waste until the summer, and then we get 75 basis points. That people who think they'll start in March and they'll 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 front load it because of the elections. That people who think like me. They're they're likely to wait until much nearer to the summer and then start with 25 basis points. Expectations are all over. And what's really interesting is that forward guidance has lost its power. The Fed has been very clear in in terms of its forward guidance. And the market's saying, yeah, sure, but I'm not going to listen to you. That's really problematic. You said
0: you're not in the business of predicting the future. Can I just jump in and get you to predict the future? When's that first rate cut coming, Mohammed?
2: My, my own gut feeling is that it will come in the beginning of the summer, so call it June, maybe July, and it will be 25 basis points. And not only do I think that that's what's going to happen, I think that that's what should happen.
0: Okay, Mohammed, appreciate your time today, this morning. Thank you, sir, as always, Mohammed Al erin of Bloomberg Opinion and Queen's College, Cambridge.